Hey, Rand, it's good to see you through my computer once again. How are you doing today? I'm well, Stu. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm uh, enjoying some snowfall today as much as I can. <laughs> but uh, luckily, it seems to have stopped for the day. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you again and see, uh, you know, and uh, hear what we're going to talk about today. What do, you, what do we have in store for everyone? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. It's it's a very special time of year. We're we're recording this in kind of late November of 2021. And when you look at the year, we came up with this theme of, and as we get into what we're going to talk about here, this element of being able to reflect and look back on some things, which we'll talk about in a moment, and also look forward. And so I always feel, Stu, when we get to this time of year, November, especially late November, it kind of, there's a funnel. And mm-hmm. the funnel goes right down to the end of the year, holiday season, all different types of holidays people have coming up at this time of year and then obviously the new year. And so it does lend to some sense of reflection and looking back upon what's going on and, and then also some anticipation about what's coming up. So I'm excited about our topic today. Yeah. So we were discussing what we wanted to kind of focus on to maybe differentiate a little bit from the last, uh, few podcasts. And we both kind of said maybe lessons that we learned from this past year about ourselves, about the world around us. And so with that, Ranj, what what have we learned? What would you say you have learned or the world has learned? Yeah, thanks, Stu. And and the first thing I'll say with that is that I've always embraced and valued the merit of being a student. I think leadership is important and the opportunity to guide and exemplify for others around us is, is fantastic. What I also put a high value on is, as I said, being someone who's willing to learn at all touch points. And life is a, a constant lesson, Stu. You know, every day that comes along, if we're if we're choosing to observe and choosing to listen, there's lessons all around us. Some of them we see, some of them we experience, some of them we speak about, and some of them occur to us. And so in this vein and theme of talking about lessons, what have we learned? As you said, when you and I talked about this, a few things really came up for me. And the first one was, especially for this year, there's this great, and I want to give credit where it's due here, this excellent uh, commercial, uh, I would, I guess I'd call it a series right now, put out by Fitbit, that uh, the, the tracker, the arm tracker that people yep. wear. And they are asking the question, what's strong with you? Not what's wrong with you. What's strong with you? And I will say a lesson that I've learned from this year is actually delving more into my strength because as you've alluded to, and hopefully humbly share with the learners, some lessons that Rand has learned, and maybe this can help people out there who are dialing into this, look at what they've learned as well. But one of the lessons, Stu, has been strength. This year has brought about a, a series of variability. And what, do you, what do you mean? Losses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. we've seen every angle. And, yeah. and, and the, the 3D nature of 2021, obviously 2020 as well. But so much has happened. And so as that occurred, I found myself learning the value of dialing into my strength. Now, here's the deeper lesson behind that. Years past, I would try to leverage strength without recognizing there are times of weakness, fear, insecurity, and anxiety. And those come right along the train with it. And sometimes what happens is when you think of what's strong with you, I, I believe it's very important to also recognize the challenges that come along and the things that can affect us as well in terms of what's happened to us that may have been detrimental or maybe have been hard or, or downright scary. And when we can be vulnerable 
around that, I think we can really dial into the strength. Yeah, that that just really speaks to me as as just listening to you there, because as I picture what my strengths would be, and I feel like this year has really been something that I have dived in, dove into those for sure. It's uh, you know the way I've I've done more podcasts and viewed that as a strength and not just a hobby of mine, and mm. uh, really you know dealt with the ups and downs of emotions of this past year of you know COVID going away, coming back, going away, coming back. You don't really know what you're doing. And just really, you know, coming out the other end of that in a positive mindset, I think, is is in a way strong. There you go. And you, and you just, what I would frame and what I gathered from what you just took away is this element of resilience. Yeah. And when there's, go ahead. No, yeah, I was just agreeing. That. That's the word that I couldn't f- figure yeah. out when I was speaking. <laughs> No, well, you, you, you and I must be intuitively connected because I, I got it. I, I yeah. knew where you're going with it. And this notion of having resilience around what's occurring, I think it also breeds confidence within. So one of the greatest lessons I've learned is to find what makes us strong. And to be really practical, you know, I found that exercise and walking in the early mornings and, and being connected to not only physicality, but wellness in many different forms. There's some days where, you know, you can get a great workout in there. There's other days where you're coming through a process of of recovering, whatever it may be. I actually touch on that in a moment. So that's one. Another one is this a constant theme we talked about, but I'm going to bring it up. It's self-care. Mm-hmm. Strength is often contingent upon self-care. Now we could sit here all day and talk about the different ways and methods that people can do that. And I would invite all our listeners to find out what yours are that drive you to a higher level. But this notion of strength and being strong and being resilient comes back to the choices we make. And, and to close off this point, Stu, that's what I will say the greatest lesson is, is recognizing the power we have of choice, of our attitude, of the way we show up, of the way we start our day, of the way we choose to communicate, of the manner with which we can handle the adversity that's coming our way. The power of choice correlates directly with how strong we can be how resilient we can characterize ourselves as, and as we started this conversation with, is recognizing when we're not and embracing the fact that it's okay to be afraid, anxious, and nervous. That's part of being human. When we do, or when we are dialed in, though, to what is strong with you, as Fitbit so aptly says, man, the opportunities are abound. Yeah, I feel like that kind of rolls right into perfectly with the, what I had in mind when we talked about this and what I've, the lesson I've learned over the past year is how strong leadership is very, very necessary and is harder to find than I thought it would be. It is. Yeah. And when you look extrinsically, you're, you're absolutely right. It's it's not something that's just a norm. It's something that has to be worked upon. It has to be, I believe, practiced. And it has to be coming from a, a sense of service. It was one thing to be a leader, but it's another thing to actually serve as a leader. And so that those are, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Another element I'll, I'll say as a lesson that's come up is the importance of process hmm. is really, really getting into this, this, I wouldn't call it maybe patience, but what I would say is acceptance of process. We always think things are going to go faster than they actually go, right? You, you, yeah. you want that, want it to get done now and well, hey. It doesn't always work like that. So in conjunction with that, I would suggest that the conversations that I've had this year, both personally and professionally, have really connected to process. 
in understanding, in listening, and moving a, moving a situation forward, or even sometimes knowing when to say no. An element of that too is when we're really connected to process, we can, I believe, become intuitively connected to what's coming up next. So there's an anticipation rather than saying, I'm just attached to the outcome and get blinded by what's happening right in front of us. When we're connected to process through our relationships, through our businesses, through our, through our families, through the things that we're working on, we then give ourselves a shot at being intuitive in terms of what's coming next. And I think that's where this idea of anticipation comes up. And it's been one of the greatest lessons too, because there's been a lot of times to your point earlier where this year, I think many of us just want to get to the next day or get through what's going on. Mm -hmm. And yes, understandably so, but life doesn't work like that. You've got to be willing to take the hits and find a way to keep moving forward. And when we're intuitively connected to that, as I said before, you get to a state of acceptance, not acquiescence. We don't want to acquiesce and just say, we're just going to let things happen to us. We have to take action. Jack Canfield said so beautifully many years ago. It's one of my favorite things he said. He said many amazing things, but he said the universe rewards action, not thinking. And so getting to this vein of process is when we act upon the current process, the outcomes await us. So that's been one of the, another lesson that has really resonated with me this year. Yeah, you always find a good way to kind of seamlessly move towards the next question that I'm going to f- f- ask you that I have written down. And just while you were talking there, it's, it's a lot of the ways that I, well, I was in my head. So how can we apply these lessons we just talked about to, you know, the next year that's coming up and how can we make our lives better with, with these things? Well, in, in light of that, in terms of the application, going back to what we talked about at the beginning is this, it gives us a real chance to reflect. And so the application in terms of what's coming next year, as you said, Stu, it almost requires us to go through this process as we're doing now. And I would invite our listeners to really embrace the idea of reflection. How does that happen? Well, when you have conversations with someone or even with yourself through a journal, through self-talk, or someone that's caring about you or that you care about, you can go through a process where you don't necessarily live in the past, but you reflect on what's occurred. And, And that's It's very powerful with respect to application of lessons because then what you can do is when you start moving forward, we talked about embracing the process earlier. Well, now you can get to an accountability process. So the applications going forward, whether it be with an accountability partner, with written goals, with a game plan, an outline, or even a day timer saying, here's what my first two weeks of the year are going to look like or my first month. That's where the applications of lessons come from. I talked earlier about being strong. So Ranj wants to take accountability, find out what do I what do I want to do, what do I have to do to make me feel strong and experience strength in the first 30 days of January. Now here's the seductions do. In the past, it was come out on January 1st and bang it out, right. bang. And I'm not judging anyone who likes to do that. It's great if people like to do that. Here's what I find. A jet engine use propulsion and momentum to get off the tarmac. You think of those thousands and thousands upon pounds of jet getting off the tarmac. Does it go in a straight line upwards in a, in a straight up fashion perpendicular ground? It doesn't goes down the runway. And so the more momentum and the more conviction and the more clarity, it's a key word here. The application is going to come from clarity. So the short-term goals, 
January, February, that's where the application of these lessons can come in. How do we get the process rolling in our businesses and our families? What habits do we want to incorporate in the new year, in the first 30 days? Because we all know like, yes, a habit takes about 66 days to Mm -hmm. occur. University of College of London research says that. But what about the first week? Okay, you get out of the hall, rock and roll, start to rhythm going. Accept the fact that you might have to recalibrate, take the hits, adjust, and keep moving forward. And so that's where the application comes from. Two things, accepting and also reflecting. And then having a conversation with someone you trust and say, hey, this is what I'm looking at. Can I get your support? Or what do you think of this? Now, all of a sudden, your subconscious mind is hearing what you just said. Yeah. And it is, it is the one, it is our greatest audience. Sometimes people think the audience is extrinsic. It's not, it's inside. Yeah. Just, uh, again, was everything you said just speaks to me again on a personal level. As I vision myself, a lot of January's where I have all these grandiose plans and then I, I, I am that jet that goes straight up into the air and then it crashes back down. I, I, instead of looking at the bigger picture and really taking a, a step back and looking at how you want to grow instead of just trying to do everything, everything at once that you think is going to make yourself better. Cause it's, it's, it is a process. Like you said, it's, it's not going to be all fixed in one January 2nd when you're feeling great about yourself. It is, you got to really so, pay attention to that process. You got it, Stu. Yeah. And, and people, what I would say with that too, is as you asked me about the application of lessons, we, we talked this a few podcasts ago and I do want to bring this up now because I think it's appropriate. It's abundantly significant to make sure we forgive mistakes of the past. Cause a lot of times when we're applying lessons, or looking to the future, we can start to look back and start to perhaps feel shame or guilt on some of the mistakes or missteps that we've made in the past. Now, life happens. For the most part, everyone's doing the best they can. When you talked about the application of moving forward, one of the most important elements of that process that we just talked about is this element of forgiveness. If we carry that forward into a new year, You'd be amazed when you least expect it, how those patterns, habits, and mindsets reappear when you least expect them and when you don't need them to be there. So how do we avoid that? Well, we go through a process of forgiveness. Hey, myself personally, I had a few missteps this year, not major ones, but deep ones, and they matter. Look at them and say, okay, how can you course correct that? How can you get better rest ranch? How can you manage your time a little more effectively? So that your recovery process is more pristine. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to take a look at that. Make a few adjustments on the dial. Come back. Set the tone for 2022. And then commit to practice. It's a constant theme we talk about. I will say I'm a huge proponent of that. When I played quarterback years ago, you know, I valued practice. Sometimes even more than a game. Now, notwithstanding, I loved competing. Loved playing in the stadiums and with my wonderful teammates at the time. But I will say, Stu, there was something in me every time practice came along that was just an honor to be out on that field and preparing with my teammates beside me for what was to come. Because sometimes you can't really control the game, so to speak. But if you practice, you put yourself in position to potentially do what you got to do to make a victory happen. And that's the same as life. Yeah, it's it's definitely the lessons, one of the major lessons I've learned working with you and talking to you where, you know, growing up playing sports, yeah, you practice, but it was sort of, you know, the thing you didn't want to do to lead to the fun games. 
But as mm. you get older and in real life, it's it's the things that builds the basis of the actual games in a way. So it's it kind of you, you realize how important it actually is. It truly is, yeah. and it and it and it sometimes gets lost in this world of instant gratification, yeah. whereby people are potentially you know looking maybe only at the outcome and not putting the premium or the 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 value on practice. So I'm glad we touched on that. And for our listeners, what I would say is, as you now look at the application of your lessons into this new year coming up, is is really decide upon what are the venues, what are the spaces, who are the people you want to surround yourself with. And I will say in conjunction what you talked about before, Stu, I'll just add this in now. It's 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 so deeply important to surround ourselves with positive influences, mm-hmm. be it people, music, social media feeds, opportunities for conversation. That is key because we are bombarded on a daily basis by all types of things. Now, you sit here and we could make statements about what's good or bad or ugly. That's not what this is about. What this is about is suggesting that whatever's positive to you, our listeners on this, whatever's positive to you, Stu, what's ever positive to me, surround ourselves with more of that and make a stand, make a stand against that which does not serve you. It's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to say no. It's okay to be unapologetic as we've talked about in a previous conversation. If you do not want to subscribe or align with something, you move on. Doesn't mean you're being judgmental. Doesn't mean you're being mean. What you are is you're protecting the sanctity of your own values, your heart, and your spirit. And that's one of the highest virtues of human condition is making sure you take care of what you have to so that you can be the best version for other people out there. Yeah, I definitely feel it's never been more true than after these past couple of years that we've been involved with. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. To end the podcast, well, I, the last thing I wanted to cover for our listeners would be, you know, we talked about uh, the lessons we've learned. And so why is it important to look back on these lessons? And why is it important to like move forward with these lessons as well? Well, in terms of what you said about looking back, I want to emphasize it's important not to live in the past. Mm-hmm. That's really important. But it's it's really, it's an opportunity to look at where you came from. Right. And when you when you look at where you came from, when you look at a reflection on how far I've come, oftentimes, Stu, people don't take time to celebrate what they've done or how far they've come. So, for example, you can ask someone, "Hey, what was the what was one of the best victories you had in 2021?" And a lot of times, this is what someone will say, "Well, yeah, I had a couple failures and I I screwed up this," and and then I'll just start talking, and I'll just politely say. My my question was, what was one of your best victories in 2021? I feel like that's me. I feel like I'm one of those people that you were talking to. And you know yeah. what? It happens. Yeah. It's, it's a normal thing. Sometimes we deviate to the negative, right? Yeah. But so this point about looking back is about this next point here. Experience is a great teacher. Experience is a great teacher. And so when we reflect and look back in journals and, and even even talk to someone, and ask for feedback. Hey, how did the last six months go in our relationship? How did the last three months go in our business? How did you feel about how we handled this project together? How am I doing as a parent? How am I doing as a sibling? You know, getting feedback mm-hmm. is one of the best ways to look back, especially with those who are close to you, and find out data points and information and ideas that can help you move forward. 
The third thing I would say is that when we look back and then we look forward, because that was your question as yeah. well, we can celebrate and then we can set forth a path of congruency. Now, what does that mean? Well, a path of congruency really says your audio matches your video. What you're saying matches what you're doing. Now, again, perfection is not the standard here. We go back to process and practice. When we get onto a path of congruency, we become more aware. I've used that word many times the last four, many times. And I thank our listeners for being patient with me on that one. But I I will say it because that is what's lacking in this world right now is awareness. And I didn't flinch when I said that. If we want market share in our lives and our relationships and with the people that matter to us most, and we want to continue to move forward at a pace and process that is meaningful to ourselves, awareness is key. The values which you expound, the people that you want to spend time with, and being vulnerable enough and open enough to say, hey, I made a misstep here. I made a mistake. I I should have course corrected what I was doing there. It puts you in a state, I believe, high accountability. And here's the key. When you are accountable, you become empowered. If we blame, if we advocate responsibility, if we move away from the path of congruency, we become a passenger, a victim, and we become washed away. And it doesn't work. And so that's what I would say to that. It's a lot of words there, but I appreciate you asking, Stu. I'm really passionate about that piece Mm -hmm. because congruency, again, can move. Congruency is not linear. That's really important to emphasize here. Congruency can move. It just means it's aligned. It can twist. It can turn. It can go down. It can go up. But it still remains congruent, which means you're moving in a direction which can eventually get you there. Well said. I don't have much else to add to that. I appreciate uh, you joining me today for another episode of your podcast and uh, really appreciate you being vulnerable and uh, sharing your your knowledge and your expertise with us. Thanks, Stu. And I, and I wish all our listeners a, a wonderful end of this year. Whenever you're listening to this, if you're listening to this at the end of 2021, and even if it, you catch up to this podcast in the new year, hope you have some time for reflection and taking some real solitude to celebrate the wins that you've created. Part of this talking about lessons is also recognizing the lessons that have made you who you are and that continue to allow you to be the person that you want to be. So from Stu and I, thank you. And we really value you being a part of this and look forward to connecting with you again soon.